It's time once again for another episode of All That's Jazz, the podcast that explores everything in the world of jazz. And here now is your host, Alan Scott. My guests today are jazz funk bassist Richie Goods and vibraphonist, percussionist, and composer Chen Chen Liu. This powerful musical duo has come together on a collaborative effort to produce an album which reflects on an imagery of love, hope, and unity, all within the context of a world where there is unwarranted violence against African American and Asian communities. self-produced release is titled Connected. Richie and Chen Chen, thank you for being our guests on All That's Jazz. Alan, thank you so much for having us. So did I, I get some of that right uh, about uh, the the basis for the album or at least a, a description of it? Yeah, totally. Perfect. That's, okay. Yes, that's it. It is just an absolutely wonderful album. And I love the word that it's connected. And I know there's a special meaning to that. And before we begin our discussion about what I consider to be a profoundly beautiful album, if you don't mind, uh, let me talk a little bit about the musical connection that the both of you share. Now, it's my understanding, Chen Chen, that you came together and began collaborating with Richie through a connection that you had uh, with Jeremy Pelt. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. I uh, got into Jeremy's band and we went on our first Europe tour and Richie was the bass player. So we spent two weeks in Europe playing every night. At the end of the tour, Richie came to me and asked me if I have a record. And I say, I don't. And he said, I want to produce one for you. That's why I have my first record, The Path. So Richie, what was the incentive for you to take Chen Chen under your wing, so to speak, and produce this album, The Path? Well, I mean, and at first it was just hearing her uh, night after night with, with Jeremy. And, you know, the first night I'm like, oh man this this girl's pretty good and then every night i'm like wow this girl is really good and then also seeing the reaction of the audience the audience is like just mesmerized by her and then but then what really sealed the deal for me was just in talking to her just her energy um we seem to share a very similar energy and also musical taste and when we start talking about some of the music and her influences something just resonated with me and i just thought we could do some things together you know when i first uh, heard about your new release uh, which you worked on together called connected 
I, I thought, well, maybe it was sort of a reflection of the connection between the two of you, but that's hardly what it is at all. Uh, but uh, the connection that the two of you share musically is, is just incredible. And it's my understanding also that both of you really share a passion not only for jazz, but also the funk and the R&B side of the music uh, genre as well. Yeah, well, I also like, I. Uh, that's one of the beautiful things I think about collaborating with people and um, me collaborating with Chen in particular, the balance, because we're both in, like I said, into similar music and like you said, the funk and the R&B, but also Chen brings, uh, she brings these beautiful Asian melodies, you know, when we're in our writing and everything. And, and her coming from a classical background, it just gives the music another dimension. It seemed like the, the two of you were on track to continue this symbiotic relationship that the two of you have. And, and you're in tune with each other, it seems, musically. Yeah, I feel like I just, I feel really comfortable to create music with Richie, not just uh, his uh, skill to play the music, also his personality. So I think that's why we just keep making music together. And Richie, I, I know that you've you've made music together with a lot of people, uh, <laughs> everyone from the Headhunters to Sting, uh, uh, Mill Jackson, Mulgrew Miller, which was uh, probably one of the most inspirational aspects and elements of your particular musical career. Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't really grow up with that much jazz. I grew up with uh, gospel, R&B, funk music, and um, and also folk music. I was my mother was into she was you know kind of a hippie, and so I was exposed to a lot of folk music. And I got into rock music, so I had a lot of influences before I came to jazz. And I try to incorporate a lot of that in my music. So when did Connected start to develop uh, or becoming a reality for you both? It was in the pandemic because we didn't have anything to do and everybody was freaking out. At the beginning, I was just practicing by myself, but I started to go over to Richie's place and we started to write stuff together. And we thought, oh, we can release some you know, singles but we just keep writing, writing, and we found out that it's enough tune to put a record together. And during this time, how did the focus develop on some very serious issues uh, within the black community and the Asian communities to where there was violence, unwanted focus and attention that obviously nobody in this world needs? Tell me about it. It was, well... Like Chen said, you know, she during the pandemic, she was coming to my place a lot so we could practice and write music. But in doing so and just hanging out and, you know, all, there was so much stuff going on other than just the COVID virus. It was political stuff. And then there was uh, George Floyd happened and Black Lives Matter and then Asian hate crimes. And then also Chen being from Taiwan was an interesting dynamic because there was a lot of things both of us couldn't understand and piece together because we kind of think the same way. We think we're all connected. We think people are just people. But 
a lot of people don't see things that way. And we saw so much division in the world. But also me and Chen, we went through some painful times, some some really uncomfortable conversations and trying to understand these things. And and then when you get to Asian hate crimes, a lot of it was mostly black people committing these crimes against Asians. And um, me or Chen didn't really have the answers, but one thing we, we did know, we believed that there should be unity, that, uh, that we are all connected, that we're truly brothers and sisters. We all come from the same thing. So we wanted to do this project and writing songs just became about more than just the music. It just became like a passion project where we just wanted to unite people and um, yeah, and just spread a message of, of love and unity. How, how so, uh, Chen Chen, was this uh, of a personal nature to both of you? I grew up and raised in Taiwan, so I grew up only around Taiwanese people, like only one race. So I didn't really pay much attention about the difference between culture and race. And when I landed in United States, I found out that there are so many people talking about it and so many issues. But to me, I feel like everyone just human being. Just to me, it's just the same thing. Cause I, maybe because I wasn't, I didn't understand enough about the history or anything, but sometimes I feel like that's a bless to me. Cause <laughs> I feel like everybody is just people. Nice people are just nice. And some people, um, they are just not in, not happy or they're not in a good mood, you know? So to me, I feel like it's a long journey for me to keep learning race and culture. We've both experienced discrimination, hate, racism, and I know it's hit us both in a really impactful way to, I mean, we cried <laughs> during the pandemic, we cried. It was just a very emotional time. So I think this music became more about not so much showing off our virtual, you know, musical skills or anything or, or creating the, the hippest music. It was more about creating music that could, that people could, could feel that they had, that really had a message. And that's, and we really kind of didn't care if, if people liked it, they liked it. If they didn't, we like it. We, if we feel something and we know it has a purpose. So was there any one particular event uh, or happening, Richie, uh, during this time that pushed you to the edge of saying, that, that's it, we got to do something about this? That's a good question. Well, I know that um, the whole George Floyd thing was very uh, emotional for for both me and Chen. And, um, and yeah, and like I was saying, we had very painful but very honest and candid discussions about it and um, and trying to make sense of everything of, of the of the world and everything and then you know seeing Chen you know it was maybe a year later when people start really talking about Asian hate crimes and and hearing Chen text me at night saying she was didn't want to go home on the subway. She wanted to spend the money on an Uber because she was scared. And um, I don't know, it, it just hit me in a certain way. But you know, it wasn't these events happened and we said, well, let's write music about it. 
we were writing music while this was happening and the music it just took on a bigger a bigger meaning and then we even a lot of the songs we start altering uh after we recorded some songs and then we because of what was going on or whatever we want to get different artists on these songs or just we start altering the songs changing the songs around and i think a lot of it did have to do with just our emotions and what was going on in the world was there some way that you felt that the music would deliver the message better if it were in the context of a certain kind of music every single song we both write it together so none of um, we every every song has my elements and Richie's perspective in music. We put it together. So I think in my ear, I always loved silence. I like simple and just silence stuff. I think a lot of that is coming from my Asian background because that's in my culture. Like my family, none of my family listen to music. It was just always quiet in my family. So I always like the silence elements in the music. Mm -hmm. So when I write music with Richie, sometimes I really just want space or simple chords, you know. And uh, I think Richie likes that so much more than me. But I <laughs> brought this idea to him and he just loves it. So we stick with that. And we composed together, so we had a lot of fight over music, you know. <laughs> so I think it's all, it's all like around, I don't know, our belief in music, the stuff we love in music, we uh, put them together. Mm -hmm. Remember, Chen, I was talking about how this record was going to be pretty mellow, <laughs> and wow. um, yeah, and but you know, always I like. I like to have groove in there. I'm always saying, well, we need, we need a groove. We need, you know, some funk in there somewhere. Yeah, we were just very free on this record. Just went wherever our hearts led us. And so about a year ago, the both of you released a single called Rain. And, and that's right. kind of central to this recording. Uh, would that be sort of or similar to uh, it being the uh, theme or that that point to where the rest of it would develop? Well, I think Rain kind of came about, that was one of those songs, I, I just, it was a song that I loved back in, um, back in the 90s and Chen hadn't heard it, but I just thought it would sound, I just wanted to hear her play it on vibes. I just thought she would sound so amazing playing that melody. plans of recorded but uh she just played it and and i was kind of playing her the jocko pastori's um original 
version that he did and um she thought it was pretty i thought she sounded great it's like well let's let's do a version of it let's um and uh and the the mo the mood of it just kind of fits right with the record we thought mm-hmm. so but it's a beautiful song, and and it really says a lot. And it also, because of the word rain, uh, it denotes the word water, which is how your album connected begins, and it begins uh, with water. And in your liner notes uh, on the opening cover, uh, it says that we could be like, we would be like, uh, we should be like H2O. And from there, you started out that album. So where does water have a basis for for the album? I think I think natural elements is always uh, inspiring me to not just live and also to make music. And also, if you get inspired from the nature, it's always effortlessly. So the reason I named the song Water is because I feel like everyone if we can all have a peaceful mindset, like very stable, peaceful, like water, everything's going to be fine. Cause I think that's the center. That's the basic mindset we need to have. So yeah, so that's why we also put that song, the first one. So you had turned this into a vocal to where you invited Cy Smith, who is an absolutely incredible vocalist, uh, into it. But how did you choose Cy to start that particular uh, track? Cy is a a good friend of mine from, we were in Chris Bode's band together for a long time, and we were just hanging partners. And um, I just love what she does. And me and Chen have wrote this song, and it didn't have lyrics. But I just, for some reason, I just heard Cy on the track. I was like, I think she would put something really, really dope on this track. So I I had a long conversation with Cy about what the project is about. Did she write the lyrics or did one of you do yes, that? Yes, she Cy wrote, wrote the lyrics. lyrics. talked to Cy about the project and what it was, the whole meaning of the project, but also, and we gave her the song, it was water. So that's what she came up with. And besides uh, adding to the collaboration of Cy Smith, uh, you really brought in a host of special guest artists, as well as people that you've worked with before, like Alan Mednard on drums. You you also have on guitar, you've got Quentin Zoto. And then, of course, you bring in yet another drummer uh, uh, and uh, certainly uh, a primo vocalist, Jamison Ross. Right. And uh, you, you assembled quite a list of talent on this. Uh, where did where did all these people come from in terms of how you wanted to infuse them into the recording? Well, I think it was uh, 
it was partly musical and then partly just people that we that we really vibe with because the vibe the energy is really important to us when we're creating music Cedric Mitchell is on a lot of the record uh, who we've worked with a lot in my band and also Chen Chen's band also my longtime friend from college uh, Lil John Roberts is on the record and Jameson Ross actually is one of me and Chen Chen's favorite vocalists when we're hanging out a lot of times we end up listening to Jameson and we went to one of his shows when he came to New York and uh and Chen is just just loves him and his music and so when we did this arrangement of someday we'll all be free I was like you know it'd be awesome to get Jameson on this record and I checked out the key that we were doing it in. It just seemed like it fit him so well. Oh, 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 get yourself in gear and keep your stride. Oh, never mind your fears. Write a date. And Jameson also knows Little John Roberts really well and Shedrick Mitchell. So I sent Jameson the track and I called him up and I was like, would you, you know, put your vocals on this? And he loved the arrangement and everything. And he was totally down. Well, you really have assembled an incredible list of artists uh, to complement the recording. And Chen Chen, you have an artist in here by the name of Big Yuki, keyboardist phenomenon, and mm-hmm. he is featured in Embrace Now, or Embrace yes. the Now. Embrace yeah. the Now. Yes, actually, Big Yuki is um, having Big Yuki is also Richie's idea because um, <laughs> he just has a very special personality. So we think it will be really special to have him you know, make the track because in the very beginning, we didn't like what we record and we wanted <laughs> to save the song. So we want to add some different personality in the song. And we thought about Big Yuki. Well, you know, Embrace the Now, I think is probably, Chen, you would probably agree with this, one of the most interesting songs on the record in the sense that the morphosis that it went through, it just, Chen came in with, a really catchy melody that I loved. And so then we worked on the song together and we thought we had a good song. And I remember we were doing a live stream with the full band at my house during the pandemic. And we were gonna play this song when we were rehearsing it. <laughs> we didn't like it. We were like, oh, this does not sound good. And so Chen took another song she said, wait, wait, give me give me five minutes. And she had two songs that we had both written. And we kind of liked a little bit of each song. And so she took the two songs and put them together. And then we played it and we're like, wow, that that works. And we we played that for the live stream. And so then we recorded it. And 
after we recorded it, we just listened and we we still didn't like it. And we kept changing things and putting different musicians on it. And then we had it pretty good. I'm like, this is pretty good, but it needs something special. Mm-hmm. And we had just heard Big Yuki, you know, just before then. And I said, I think he could put something special on this. So I I gave him no instructions. I just sent him the track and I said, whatever, just do whatever you hear. And he came back and it was nothing like I thought he was going to do. I was like, wow, this is cool. And now it's, uh, oh man, that's one of my favorite songs on the record. Yeah, it really is fantastic. You know, following that track is is one that I think is central to the entire project overall. And that was 2021 Interlude. And to me, what's striking about that is it's the two of you in conversation about your concerns over... Uh, the message of this uh, release and and then you put all of that to music we did that over the phone and we just record uh remember uh we i have some couple interludes in the past we did it the same way so we were we are just kind of chatting because me and richie loves to discuss things so we just decided to record one of our conversations and we listen back there are some good stuff and some real stuff so we decided to put over our music I was fine like growing up I just it always just baffled me and and my mother even talked about even before I could remember how it just bothered me so much that we were so separate and segregated um, and you just see it in so many aspects of our lives and stuff and we and and we all do it and I'm not putting this on you know one group of people at all it's 
we all do it. Mm-hmm. We separate ourselves. And I just, I've, I've never liked that and I never really understood it. So anyway, these conversations that you put into the musical conversation, were, were those so that people could have a better understanding of, of where you were trying to go with this release? We, you know, we decided to include some of uh, these conversations that we had on the record in efforts to, to make people a little more aware of the whole purpose of the record. Mm-hmm. Richie, you close out the recording with another conversational musical piece called Someday Interlude, which features a message that is delivered by a prominent church leader, Pastor Dr. Adolphus Lacey. How did that come about? Well, uh, Pastor Lacey is uh, one of my closest friends, and he was my pastor for, for years up here in Peekskill, New York. And uh, now he's a pastor of Bethany Baptist Church in Brooklyn, New York, um, which is Al Sharpton's church. If you would meet him, he's just one of the most amazing people. And um, just you don't have to be Christian. You don't have to be religious or anything to love him. He's just such a beautiful person. And so um, and his preaching is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. But I know his thoughts on life and things and we share a lot of the same perspectives you know when we did someday we'll all be free we had all this stuff at the end it just got pretty emotional at the end but the song would have been you know 10 or 15 minutes long if i put all that on but i wanted to use it so i was like well maybe we could use some of that stuff at the end of this song and have pastor lacy deliver a message and I told him what the project was about he said no problem I got it we must free ourselves from this imprisoning tribalism by dismantling it piece by piece and person by person connecting and valuing all humanity as children of God be they black white Asian gay cis couple urban, rich, poor, Republican, Democrat, Christian, Muslim, or atheist. The words of our modern day prophet, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We must learn to live together as brothers and sisters or perish together as fools. We need each other to survive. Now is the time to act like it. Then maybe, just maybe, Someday, we'll all be free. Well, I, I think it's the hope for the future. There will be a period of, of time and togetherness to where race and politics and gender, etc. are, are not going to be obstacles, but instead will come together in a commonality of being one and being unified through love and peace. That's the goal for me. I hope it's the goal for more people. I know it's the goal for me and Chen Chen. And also, I feel, I feel like because our music has a lot of R&B and funky stuff, and it's just not hard to get into. So if you don't really listen to jazz that much, you can get into our music. But if you love jazz, you can also enjoy our music. So I think we just want to create a universal language and a message for people to start to talk about music and peace and love and hopefully the message will be heard and appreciated 
and embraced by everyone who listens to this recording called Connected. And that's what right. it's all about. Yeah. So exactly. I have to ask you, uh, on the album, it says Connected Volume 1. <laughs> and that means what? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, it's funny because I... You know, me and Chen, we have we work on the music together, but also we have our different roles. You know, I produce, I engineer, and but we collaborate with everything. But the artwork, she has an eye for these things, so I let her take care of the artwork. And the record cover came back, and I was like, uh, "Oh, this is this is cool." Um, volume one, we didn't talk about putting that on the records. Does that mean there has to be a volume two? <laughs> and she said, well, if you want, I can take it off. I'm like, no, leave it on. That means there has to be a volume two. <laughs> so, of course, leave it to me. I had to bring it up, right? So now, right. The, now the pressure is on. Exactly. <laughs> so what does come next for both of you? Is there another collaboration with just the two of you as the central elements uh, of a recording? I think me and Richie, we are both going to release our own solo project. So we are recording my next record tomorrow in New York at Hunter College. And I think later this year, Richie is going to release, not release, record first his uh, own stuff. And then maybe next year we will have another collaboration record. But the at this moment we are, trying to focus on this release for the connected and also our own stuff so what happens with this release now are you two going to somehow uh, take this either on the road or or perform it uh, in in live settings chen is going to take some time off and go back to taiwan and soon she gets back we're hitting the road we're going to europe for about two or three weeks with uh connected and then we'll have some other shows uh, in the States. And hopefully and we're going to Taiwan. Yeah, yes, right. Taiwan in May. And West Coast in July. Fantastic. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. Colorado sometime soon. It's, it's always great to have uh, wonderful artists uh, like yourselves uh, be in our presence because live music is another aspect of uh, learning more about both of you. Speaking of learning about both of you, let's start with how we can learn more about both of you. First off, is there one central place to learn about Connected? Does it have its no, own website or social media element? We've been talking about that. We, we haven't created, yeah, we haven't created a page for Connected, but you know, if you visit my Instagram or Richie's Instagram or Facebook fan page, you can always see connected stuff, yeah. like show information on our personal pages. And what are those personal pages? Uh, Chen Chen, we'll start with you first. Okay, you can go to chenchenlu.com or chenchenlu.instagram slash Instagram <laughs> or just Facebook or our YouTube channel. Yeah, that's all. You just type in Chen Chen Lu. I, I'm pretty much on all the platforms. And for you, Richie, because I know there's not only Richie Goods, the artist, but there's also uh, Richie Goods and the Goods Project. 
uh, and other right, work that right. you're engaged in? Yes. Well, mainly I have uh, RichieGoods.com is my website. I post uh, most of my dates and events there. And um, yeah, same. You can find me Richie Goods Instagram, Richie Goods Facebook. That's where you know I post most of my stuff. But you can also we both have Bandcamp where you can buy our music, which is yeah a good platform because you kind of support us a little more. We make um, a little more money from Bandcamp. Not not a little more, a lot more from Bandcamp. But we also have our Spotify and Apple Music artist pages and stuff and YouTube channels. So follow us all both on all of those platforms. And I encourage our listeners to check those sites out and those platforms because Richie and Chen Chen are two dynamic people that bring a lot to the world of music, uh, not only uh, in the music itself, but also in message especially as it relates to the release called Connected. So I, I would first of all like to say that I'm glad that we had this connection today with both of you and that you are our guests on All That's Jazz. Thank you so Thank much you so for much having for us. Thank you so much for having us. So, Did we say that in harmony? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of All That's Jazz with bassist Richie Goods and vibraphonist Chen Chen Lu. We'd like to thank Ben Sedrin for the use of Mr. P's Shuffle as our theme song. And visit us again next time for another interesting conversation on All That's Jazz. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on the streaming service you use. All That's Jazz is available on every major streaming app, including Podbean, Apple Podcast, and Spotify, as well as Facebook and online at allthatsjazz.net.